Welcome back. Episode 189, Nitty Gritty Sports Talk Radio Show. I go by the name of Roscoe English, and of course, I'm here with the flock. Got my guy Keys with me. What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling out there? My man Nick. It's going down because we're around, Sco. And of course, last but not least, Keith PJ. Sco, what's going on? Can't complain, man. Last week of football, headed into the big game. Before we get into any coverage, we have a special guest with us tonight, Don Lilly, CEO of Pro Football Forensics. How you feeling, Don? What it do, fellas? What's happening? I'm good. I'm good over here. Oh, we can't complain, man. Glad to have you on. Let's get straight to it. So for the listeners who might not know, who is Don Lilly? So, uh, you know, I'm a creator. I'm an artist. Uh, I would say I'm a pass first point guard for for all the hoopers out there that know I'm, I'm not one of these scoring point guards. I'm a pass first, both on the court and in life. Right. So. Um, but I, I'll take it back from the beginning real quick. So, you know, born and raised in Maryland, you know, grew up in Anne Arundel County, three sport athlete, all that. Um, sister played D1 at St. Francis. You know, she went head to head with Skylar Diggins, Della Dawn. You know, so I, I say all that to say I come from a big sports family. Um, attended University of Delaware. So while I was at UD, I had the opportunity to get a job with Powerade as a brand ambassador. So I would record highlights during intramural football and basketball games, and then I would do post-game interviews, chop up the highlights, and upload them to the Power the Powerade College portal. And so that's kind of like where I really started getting into this whole sports media kind of thing. That's real, really where the, the love was cultivated. And so from there, I, I took a gig with uh, Oracle at the time, and so I did my travel thing for three years. And while I was traveling, I worked at hotels, restaurants, and sports arenas all over the country. So I was went to AT&T Center in San Antonio and Amway, Paul Brown, Target Center. I went to, you know, saw Kevin Love when he was playing with the T-Wolves. Went out to FedEx Forum for a month. Got to see the Grizzlies versus Thunder when they had Tony Allen and Rudy Gay versus the young Thunder Big Three. That you was feel a me? <laughs> what? But I, so I saw him in the game. I didn't get to see him for the playoffs, but I saw when they matched up during the regular season. So – you know, 2013, got off the road for about six months, you know, had a couple, you know, credits. Y'all know how it is. You got to get those last couple credits in and uh, went to College Park. And then after I left College Park, I went to Queens, New York. And so that's basically where everything, where I really took this whole, you know, sports media platform to the next level. So I started a sports media website blog called hiphopandhomeruns.com. So the basis of hiphopandhomeruns.com was – this was before Barstool really took off, right? This is back 2013, 2014. So my objective was to create a black media platform that would showcase both, you know, written articles and video content in the sports world outside of just like the ESPN, Fox, Talking Heads, right? So I, I was talking about like non-mainstream topics. You know, I remember going in on, on Stephen A. when he came at Joe Mixon, when he was in college, when, you know, when he got into it with the chick at the bar, she called him the N-word, right? So I, I did, like, a whole coverage on that. I wrote a piece about, you know, the dichotomy of the black quarterback, you know, where I put black quarterbacks and their counterparts from a statistical standpoint and demonstrated why if we aren't starters, we're not retained as backups regardless of, this, of, of the statistics. So I was, in the, I was in heavy with my writing stuff, right? And so I did a year in Queens, left, came back to Maryland, you know, got married, started a family, did the family thing. And then, um, you know, now I'm in the tech and data analytics space for a non-for-profit organization in Baltimore City 
where I kind of I, I don't do the sports analytics, but I do analytics more for economic impact of events and demographics of visitors that come to Baltimore and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've been in the IT data analytic industry for about 12 years now. Super dope, super dope. Um, so tell us about Pro Football Forensics and how you guys ended up start, starting the company. So Pro Football Forensics, um, so it, in itself, it's an NFL forecasting app that provides data and analytics used for sports betting and fantasy football. So going back in 2014, while I was in New York, outside of the articles and the content I was producing, I was also giving betting tips, kind of similar to how Paul, for those who, you know, follow the page, P more parlay, shout out to my man. And um, so I would have a menu that I would provide to friends and family. So this menu would be like, you know, what type of bets would you like? You're either well better, meaning you were giving me big bread, you know, and you know, three, 400 plus, um, and it doesn't seem big now in the bigger scheme of things, but in 2014, um, when betting still wasn't legal across the country, that you know, that's a lot of money for somebody off the street hand you 400 to go put in some bets, um, especially, you know, average, average people, non-betting people, right? Um, so I was doing that. Then I was taking a small group of people, right, and I would tell them to, you know, bring me about $100, you and your friends, and you can come up with a pool, and I'll take that pool, and I'll mix up different bets, and then I would take a percentage of those wins. But what I realized is that it wasn't sustainable for a long period of time. So 2015 came back to Maryland and I created this algorithm that was composed of, you know, what I would qualify as winning statistics and made a chart and, you know, did the whole Excel thing. And, um, you know, I would update it each week based on the, the team's, their statistics of that previous week. And so this algorithm would yield a value I would take that value, put it into a spread key, and that would give me the handicap, my own personal calculated handicap for the game. And so then I would take a look at the actual game, see whether I was close or not, and use that to basically uh, measure where I would want to be on what side of the line, right? And so I say all that to say 2019, I reached out to the Alfred Lerner Business School at University of Delaware and asked the dean for a pool of predictive analytics students that I could potentially interview for an internship. So I selected this one kid, super bright, um, and he helped me kind of modify the algorithm slightly. And, you know, when you're in college, you get access to, you know, certain programs and stuff for free that, you know, normally us grown folks nine to five got to pay for, right? And so I was trying to leverage the fact that, you know, UD students had access to this and at the same time actually work with some smart kids. So they kind of helped me tweak some of the algorithm, right? And then, um, you know, 2020, obviously, pandemic came and all that. I kind of fell off, fell off from using any interns and just did my own thing internally. But then in the spring of 2021, I sought out some, you know, app developers and basically put my idea into an actual app. And, you know, that's where we are today. Definitely, definitely. So you briefly alluded to it, Don, but um, where did the idea of developing an app come from? And for those listeners who don't know, what can they expect when they download the Pro Football Forensics app? And I'm a member of the app, and I've, I've won money on the app. So shout out to Don. Man, shout out to PJ. <laughs> so, you know, so the whole idea of putting it into an app, I was like, man, I can't keep doing this little mom and pop. Oh, you know, let me give you picks here. Let me get picks here. I was like, I'm, I'm a, investing too much time for other people. There has to be a way that I can scale this, right? And so I was like, man, I got to get an app. And so the app, when you download the app, you get access to four different modules. So you get 
the algorithm tab, which is named the AI SIM tab. You get another tab called the DNA, which stands for data and analytics. You get a FBS, FBSE tab, which is the football stock exchange. And then you get something called on the house. Now, if you're a premium member, you also get access to the fantasy plug, which is basically anything from any time bets to my prediction for a certain breakout player for that particular game, right? And so basically the AI SIM is my algorithm and a module, which, which gives you what I think the spread is going to be for a particular game. And then I show you what the books have for a particular game. Now, just to let you know, all spreads are based off the Delaware Sports Lottery because, again, that's where I kind of started from. We just got sports betting here in Maryland, so I didn't have Maryland lines to kind of work off of. So everything was based off the Delaware Sports Lottery. And so I had the algorithm tab, the DNA tab, which is probably the most valuable tab. It breaks down all the data and analytics for a given game, um, whether it, you know, based on the spread of that matchup, based on quarterback versus quarterback, based, based on, you know, a quarterback versus a former coach, all different types of um, variables. Um, me and my team, we're, you know, we're analyzing and we're putting that and dumping all that information into the DNA tab. Then you have the football stock exchange, which shows three different sports books. So the sports books for this season was the Barstool, it was William Hill, and it was Fox Bet. So I would plot each of those spreads on a, you know, on a line graph and show you how the spread is moving over a given week. Because you can actually just use that tab alone to kind of see, okay, if the spread started, you know, six here and then it went up to six and a half, but the other books have it on five and a half, what that speaks to is regency bias. So, you know, a spread in Tampa Bay for Tom Brady um, might not be the same as it would be out here in Maryland, right? Because mm -hmm. more people are probably going to bet heavier on Brady in Tampa Bay, Florida. So you got to take all that into consideration. And then the last tab was on the house, which I would basically summarize all of that and I would give my own personal pick. But I never would want to market that because, again, that gets kind of into the whole book. I never wanted to come across as a bookie. I wanted it to really be strictly data and analytics. So, again, that was something that um, was available on the app. Just kind of, you know, if you looked at the first three modules and you were like, man, I still don't know what I want to do, then you can look on the house and see what I'm picking if you want to help sway your decision one way or the other. So, you know, in a nutshell, that that's basically how the app is. So uh, where do you see pro football preferences in, in the next five years or so? Shoot, next five years. Um, I mean, in the next five years, I mean, hopefully sooner, I would see a large casino partnership, you know, a, a sports book partnership. Um, I mean, I'm open to my app being integrated with the sports book like FanDuel, DraftKings, something like that. But I'm also open to partnering with Maryland Live or Horseshoe to provide a, a premium user experience for fans that want to gamble because, you know, many people just like the thrill of gambling and don't have a clue what they're doing. So if I could integrate my app and partner with a casino as, as something that's available at the kiosk, that would be my long-term play as far as, you know, next five years. Dope, man. Um, so sports gambling in Maryland has been up for a couple of weeks now. What are your thoughts on that? And when can Maryland gamblers expect mobile betting? So, uh, man, I, I love it being here in Maryland. And that's coming from somebody who used to have to travel to Delaware to place bets all the time. You know, that got exhausting having to rip up, up and down 95. And I, and I still do 
occasionally go up to Delaware and I'll tell you why real quick just because um, the Delaware lines are locked in meaning what they are on Wednesday they're not going to change they're going to be the same on Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday morning before the game start where in Maryland if you go over here to you know Maryland Live or Horseshoe that line is going to move throughout the week depending on injuries depending on you know whatever information that the casinos find out that line is going to move so um why is but that I, I, well, it, it's a couple things, right? So um, the sports books don't want to be on the hook for a large loss. So if I'm, you know, let's take the Super Bowl, for instance, right? If Joe Burrow, you know, knock on wood, Lord forbid, but if he get, you know, fall down the stairs, do something slight, you know, out here playing basketball, turns his ankle, and he out the game. If this was a Thursday or Friday of the week, well, if Delaware already has the Bengals four and a half, they're going to stay there. But Maryland Live is going to say, well, now if Joe Barrow's out, that line needs to move. Now they need to be, you know, 12 and a half, 13 point, you know, underdogs or something like that. So the lines are going to move depending on, one, if injuries occur, mostly to the quarterback, or two, also, if they're getting heavily betted on one side. So right now, the money's pretty even on both sides. But if somebody comes up to Maryland Live and places a half a million dollar bet on Joe Burrow, that line is probably going to move from four and a half down to four. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, why it, does it Delaware depends lock on one injury. You I, you know what? I'm not sure. That's mm. just uh that's just part of their lottery system. Yeah, they've but again, it helps out the better, right? Because I know that if I go play a parlay in Delaware and it's three teams, I already know that I'm gonna get six to one odds no matter what. So if I put a hundred dollars on that, I'm gonna get six hundred if I win. Mm. And in Maryland, that's not gonna happen. I could bet on three teams and I might not get that. That's six to one. It might it might be different. Wow. Would you consider parlays bad bets per se? Like, what's your opinion on parlays? Been trying to hit one for the last couple of weeks. Shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, parlays are good. Oh yeah, and um, also just to uh, answer that second question, I forgot. Uh, sports bet the online sports betting should be available in the fall of 2022, I think, and that's that's according to LegalSportsReport.com that basically breaks down all the legislation on, on betting in the States. But so you can expect the FanDuel app to be available in Maryland in the fall. Unfortunately, you're not going to get those basketball parlays jumping, but um, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, but as far as, uh, you know, I'm sorry, what, say your question again, the parlays. So parlays, uh, are they bad bets? I think that all depends on the type of parlay. So I personally love parlays. Uh, for those that know, I've had a couple successes, not only this year, but throughout the years on parlays. Um, I would, If I were to give advice about parlays specifically, I would stick with a money line parlay because you're only betting on the winners and losers. It lessens the ceiling on potential winnings, but it's a better opportunity to win money, right? As opposed to betting on parlays, parlays that, and you're actually taking the points. I would say those are more for super skilled folks who, you know, are, are really diving into the numbers all week or they follow a particular team or a conference. What about player props? You believe in those? What's your opinions on those? Player props. Uh, I feel like player prop parlays are easier than the actual money, you know, the game parlays because, mm. you know, it takes – and, you know, I, I dive into the NBA a little bit, but, you know, to keep it football, um, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of a given player. 
in terms of I know that Joe Mixon is probably going to get – he's going to touch the ball 23 times on Sunday, right? At least 17 of those are going to be running – are going to be running – they're going to be carries. So – but he's probably going to get five to six targets out of the backfield. Well, if you tell me that an over-under prop is going to be, you know, 115 yards, I'm going to take that over all day. Or 25 receiving yards or something like that. Yeah, real easy, right? If you're going to combine them both. So um, I think that it's easier to lock in on those player props than it is actually to, to guess the, the result of the game, believe it or not. Definitely, definitely. So you, you briefly talked about it, Don. This is just a side question, but what are some of your parlay winners that you've had, some of your tickets? I was fortunate enough to, uh, I think it was week seven, week 18, last week of the season. I had two uh, 11 team parlays, mm. one hit, you know, they were both $10, one hit for $37.50, the other one was 14 bands. So that was probably my biggest career come up was the 14000 That's $3,750, listen. Yes, that's $3,000. $37.50. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so all in all, it was he like a 17 this. come up. Yeah. Now, previous years, before this year, my biggest come up was five bands, and it was off a 12-team parlay. And again, these were all off of the Delaware sports sports lottery. So when I go up to Delaware to cash in, you know, they run you those tax form IDs. So, you know, anytime that you hit on a parlay where the odds are eight hundred to one or better, you gotta they automatically take the taxes out. You can't you can't oh run from God. that. You can't run from IRS, right? So <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get theirs. They gonna get theirs. So Yeah, I I've I've been uh been able to have a couple, you know, a couple twenty five hundreds here, a couple five thousands here. So but for the most part, you know, I try to average uh, around that five hundred to six hundred each week, right? It, it should be a steady build up all season, as yeah. opposed to you know these large, you know, ten, fourteen band come ups. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having an eighteen week experience uh, this coming season with Pro Football Forensics. So that'll be dope. Um, how important is historical data when it comes to sports betting? Uh, well, historical data is huge. I mean, humans are creatures of habits. Me, I'm in the data and analytical space off the field, so the only way that we can forecast things is based off the past, right? So when I take a look at the more variables that you can line up, the better your odds of forecasting the results. So, I mean, let's just take a look at the results from wild card round, right? So you had the Raiders at the Bengals. Now, when Derek Carr plays in games where the temperature is 37 degrees or less, the Raiders are 0-5 straight up. Never have scored more than 17 points. What was the final score? 26-19. So he scored two more points than he's ever had in his career in his first playoff game. That that can be forecasted, right? I mean, since 2009, when quarterbacks that were drafted number one overall playing their first playoff game, the point total is under in 60% of the matchups. So you can predict that. I think the over-under for that game was 47 and ended up being 40, uh, 45, right? Uh since 2014, when a team scores 35 points in their last game of the season, the following game in the wild card round, the point total is under in 67% of the matchups. So <clears throat> I can go on and on. Look at the New England-Buffalo game, right? So since 2013, when teams scored 24 points in a loss against a division opponent, the last game of the season, remember New England lost to Miami. The following game, they're 0-4 against the spread. What happened? New England got blown out. Um... This season, when Josh Allen rushes for 55-plus yards, the Bills are 5-1 and one straight up. 
Josh Allen has six carries for 66 yards. They blow out the Patriots. So I think historical data is that is, is huge to measuring the success, the future success of not only in sports, but just in the world period. Definitely. 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 So, hey, Don, this, uh, so just to go back a touch a little bit, um, do you remember off the top of your head or, or do you have it written down what the um, 14 band parlay was? Uh, I mean, I, I I can bring it up for you right here real quick. So that 14 band parlay, you're talking about week 18. We're looking at uh, and one one was definitely the Jacksonville, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't have that Jacksonville card. Um, you took them on the money line. So it was, nope. It was actually Jacksonville plus 16 and a half. Okay. Remember they had it. They played the uh, who was that? The Colts that they yeah, played Colts. against mm-hmm. that bum Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> Good old cars. Yeah. <laughs> you had all right. So I had Vikings minus two and a half, Dolphins plus six and a half, Jags plus sixteen and a half, Bills minus sixteen and a half, Bucks minus eight and a half, Texans plus ten and a half. That was the sharp play of the week. Giants under thirty-eight and a half, Steelers plus four and a half against Baltimore, Seahawks plus six and a half, Forty Niners plus four and a half against the Rams. And then Chargers over 49 and a half, and that was the overtime game. Mm. What's crazy is so I'm looking at the ticket. So, you know, I don't even check the tickets until Monday, really, right? But it was Sunday night. Um, you know, I'm sitting on the couch, I have my son and my wife, and I'm like, and let me uh let me just see what I'm working with, see if anything I got rocking right now. So I look at the card and I start, you know, you start checking, check, check. I'm like, oh sh- oh, here we go. Right? So I started looking at the last game, and it was the Chargers Raiders. So when I looked at it, the score was like yeah, 26 to 15. Like it, it was under. It was it was under. It was like 41 points, and the over and under was 49. And I'm like, man, this. I want to say it was like five minutes left in the third quarter, something like that. I'm like, ah, I need some scoring. I was like, man, I ain't even gonna watch the game. So I turned the game off, you know, watched a different show, came back, fit, you know, looked on Bleacher Report, got the game update. And I saw it was 29-21. It was over. I was like, yo, I'm, this is before it even went into overtime. I'm like, oh, lock. It's money in the bank. Yeah, so that was it was a good feeling. But, uh, yeah, that was the parlay, man. That's what's up. So um, if you could give our listeners one tip for betting the Super Bowl, what would it be? So uh, for all the listeners, definitely want to get plugged in this week, the Sharps and Minnows. We're going to do a full game breakdown. But – I would say for now, um, the over-under right now is is 48 for most books. Um, so key fact, seven out of the past 11 Super Bowls had a point total over 50 points. Right? So I would definitely look at the over. The four that didn't go over, three of them were Tom Brady Super Bowls. Right? And so we know Brady not going to be in this one. So Who's that? Rams? Pat? Uh, the Rams. Yeah, Rams. You have uh, – yeah, Rams Pats was one of them. You yeah, had uh, New England versus the Giants. That's when okay. Eli got him out of there. And yeah. then you had uh, who's that last one? It was uh, Carolina and Denver. So that was the Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and you know, Peyton Manning playing with a broke neck. You know, and <laughs> you you take all that into consideration. But I will say this: every Super Bowl that had a top five defense, except that Denver Carolina one had over 50 points. Mm. All the other ones had a top five. So you go back to Green Bay, Pittsburgh, right? 
they were both top three defenses. That was 56 points. You had uh, Baltimore, San Francisco. San Francisco had the number four defense in the league at the time. Baltimore was good, but they weren't ranked, according to you know DVOA value, which is provided by Football Outsiders, they were a top 15 defense. They weren't a top five, though. Um, you look at Seattle, Denver, that first matchup, um, when Seattle blew them out 43-8, Seattle had a number one defense. The next year, New England played Seattle. That was the one Super Bowl Tom Brady had over 50 points. Seattle had a number four defense. Uh, Philly, New England, you know, as another one, uh, Philly had a number five defense. And then, obviously, you know, last year there there wasn't a top five defense. Um, the Bucks weren't in the top five during the regular season. In the playoffs, they played great, but they weren't top five during the regular season. So, um, I would say the Rams right now are the number five defense from the regular season. I, w- I would definitely take the over here. Hmm. You mentioned you're going to go into a full game breakdown on Sharks yeah. and Minnows, so I won't yes, sir. ask for a full prediction here. Just a quick one. How was Sunday going to play out? Yeah, so without giving uh, all the stats, and again, I'm going to have more information throughout the week, but I I give you all this. I think it's going to be, you know, right now, Monday, February 7th, I would say 28-24 Rams, which means the Bengals will cover, right, but the Rams will win straight up. 52 points. I like it. And I think Joey B will be back. I I think this is the first of a a couple appearances, right? Y'all know it's hard to get back, right, but – yeah, I, I think that I think he is special, but I think that if you look at that Rams defense, the veterans that they put together, I think the head coach, you give Sean McVay two weeks to prep against Cincinnati. I, I just think that it's going to be close, but I think the Rams going to pull it out. Stafford get his chip. I like it, man. I don't yeah. know what y'all think. Does that put Stafford in the Hall of Fame if he gets his chip? No, we've been talking about this. <laughs> Nah, nah, it's just funny, yo, because we've nah, been having nah. this conversation for like a month. I, think, I do. I personally Yeah. Yeah. Nick thinks he's already in, though, right? Yeah. Without, yeah, I think I think if he didn't win the Super Bowl, if he played at least five more years, his numbers is just undeniable. Yeah, as his far numbers as Hall of Fame. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. But this is bigger than Matt Stafford. I can't see Joe Barrow win the Super Bowl. It's the Bengals. Oh, you've been saying this since the preseason. Oh, listen, you've been saying this since the, the preseason. I'm blaming I know. all those I'm, go. And I'm I, asked, I said, why are we doing the Bengals last? I mean, Cause, first. Because they the Bengals. But I, I got one more week to say they the Bengals, man. It's an AFC North show. You know, yeah, you got three Ravens it. fans and a Steelers fan. <laughs> can't see this happen. What? Yeah, I don't want to see it happen either. I'm with you. Yeah, no, nah, I, can't, I, can't, I can't stomach this. Hey, At least my quarterback's not Lamar. Because I'm telling you, Monday morning is going to be a mess if Joe Burrow win a Super Bowl before Lamar. So, buckle up. If but it, wouldn't, it shouldn't just be him getting – come on now. Come on. Come Josh on. Allen. It's a couple quarterbacks no, no, he would have no, won no, before. No, 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 no. You know how this goes. <laughs> you know how this goes. You know how this goes. And it's AFC North, too. If anything else, it's AFC North. So, yeah. Mar got to get in that lab in the offseason, man. He got to get in that lab. Facts. And I'm a Lamar fan, but, yeah. Yeah, he going. That's what I'm glad. You a Raven fan, Don? 
look, I'll put it like this. I, I bang with the Ravens, oh, I but I, I, I got to put that disclaimer out there, right? Because, you know, you born and raised in Maryland, you're going to naturally, unless you come from somewhere else, you're going to rock with the Ravens. But I was born into a Cowboys family. So, okay. you know, Cowboys by, by default. I respect that. Respect. So what changes y'all need to make? I mean, we're not going to win with this coaching staff, right? <laughs> and it's always been that. It, Talis has always had talent and always had poor coaching. I would have loved to get one of these, you know, smart, genius offensive minds, the McVeighs, the Shanahan's. And I'm also cool with one of these uh, strict disciplinary coaches, the the Brian Flores, the uh, the Mike Tomlin. Any of those would have so got us a So you don't think you have a genius in house then, in Keller Moore? No, I don't. No, okay. I think he's fabricated. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I, I don't believe it. Show that the end of the year, how it ended off, that would definitely lend to that thinking right there. I'm not mad at that. There's no way that CD Lamb should, you know, be what he he had like under what 60 yards in the play. Come on, cuz it, it's no way that you had these two weapons on the outside and you don't find a way. Dak should have broke the passing record this year. Like, and I'm and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but still, it it shouldn't have been that. We, we had way too many games where we couldn't even get the 20 points. That can't happen with this type of talent on yeah. here. So Too potent of an offense. Should be. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, Don, it was a pleasure having you on. Great content. It was a pleasure to be here, man. I feel great content. Great, appreciate great content. y'all. Good conversation. I wish you well on all your future tickets, you know. And and maybe we can have you back when it's finals time. Talk a talk little basketball and bets. Yeah, I love to do that. I appreciate you do March Madness, Don. I I do. You know, I I get into the tournaments and all, all that, but I don't really break break any of the stats down. Okay. You know, I think every every since they uh you know the one and dones and all that, it, it's hard. It's really hard to get into college unless you got your you know you a diehard you know Tar Heels or something like that. Unless you have one of those type of fan bases or you belong to. It's it's really hard to really stay with college for the whole season. Definitely. It's going to always be in the background to the NFL and the NBA. Yeah, that's a fact. Absolutely, man. You enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, man. Appreciate the time. Appreciate you, Don. Yes, sir. All right. Brand activations, business openings, recently engaged during any life event that deserves a celebration. Start planning with Penn Jones Events. Owner and principal planner Paige guarantees a fun and stress-free planning experience. Managing every event aspect, including budgets, timelines, vendor negotiations, event design, and more. Penn Jones Events is a full-service wedding and event planning company based in Maryland. We curate extraordinary events tailored to you. Let's start planning today. For a free 30-minute consultation, visit ppjevents.com. Go during the interview, uh, the Saints inform Dennis Allen that he'll be their next head coach. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because nobody else is going to take that shit. Makes sense. <laughs> Let's just be honest with you. No, nobody, nobody should. Like, if you got a good agent, nobody should take that job. So, congrats to Dennis Allen. Stay home. Your family got to move. And you get a pay raise. Salute. Salute. Um, more... Head coach of vacancies have been filled. Uh, two of note, we got the Texans hiring defensive coordinator Lovey Smith. 
If it's like, why would you take that job, dog? Like for real, like that's just, uh, love. You got having this kid. I get his contract clause. I, at least three guaranteed years. His <laughs> contract clause, though. Yeah, that's like I mean, the, he, that's a shame. That's just a here, here you go. Let's let's right. It's a wink, wink with Goodell. That's what that is. <laughs> favor for a favor, like Goodell called in and was like, "Yo, yo, was it Cal McNair running the show?" Yeah. Cal, <laughs> hey, hey, Cal, man, listen, we got you. We don't know how we got you, but we got you. We 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 in we in some big trouble right now. We need you to hire Lovey. He's already on your staff. He's the associate or assistant head coach. Uh. You know, it'd be, it'd, you can hire Josh McCown and keep him on the, uh, make him the offensive coordinator or something. Just keep him on the team and, you know, maybe next year when you guys go 5-12 and 12 or whatnot, you can fire Lovey and it'll be straight. That's my thing. We know how this is going to end. Why not just keep David Cully? Exactly. this Before all this stuff happened, Lovey was not going to be the finalist. He would not be the, 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 the coach. But when all this stuff started occurring, they was like, you know what? We can tank for another year. Lovey was, no was never in the cycle to be another head coach. Like, it's so and many he others. They just did Lovey interview yesterday. Yeah. Like, it's, right. <laughs> like this is clearly uh, a reaction you to whatever to what occurred last week. Like this is. They already had a black man. <laughs> like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Um, yeah, NFL, uh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, like they they really, they really think that Patreons are something. Stupid. Tell me they got incentivized behind the door, Sco. Now here, we talked about it last hiring cycle. They were offering teams comp picks. I wonder if this falls in that line. Like, is this a comp pick for them? Like, do they get a pick? They should because it's a Rooney it's a Rooney rule, I believe. So they should get the uh, compensatory pick. But what if he's already on your team and you yeah, just he's already him? on the staff though? I mean, yes, I, is, I, I don't think I don't think that counts towards the staff. I don't know if it counts towards. Okay. I mean, I don't know about the picks, but I know that don't count towards the Rooney rule if you're already on your staff. Because I think they already, but wasn't that the team that Hines? interviewed for and if they interview I mean Flores interviewed too, with him too yeah so they got they two out the way but he's not a Rooney hire because he was already there yeah hmm. that's interesting because I mean it's like if they do this go hire him they would hire him as soon as they fired David Cully like they wouldn't interview yeah. nobody else it would have no point in interviewing nobody else <laughs> you got your candidate in-house you going out and you you about to risk your franchise life to hire Josh McCown and shit like they just terrible. They, they terrible. But good for Lovey, I guess. I mean, that, had that me thinking like, yo, was 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 Keith's favorite coach really that bad, or is this like an organizational thing? Because this is bad. Yeah, their organization is horrible. <laughs> they like. <laughs> I mean, anytime you fumble, Deshaun Watson, JJ Watt, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, like that's a hell of a trio to start with to build around. Once you fumble that, you know, I don't know, man. Apparently, you saw what they did to David, David Carr too, like twenty years ago, twenty five oh. years ago. You saw, you saw that they beat him into submission. Yeah, at least they were an expansion franchise. Then y'all, y'all been here a while now, and it still hasn't changed. Like y'all are just trash. Y'all are just trash. But apparently, I need to ask if the Dolphins get a comp pick because they hired yeah, right. They hired Mike McDaniel 
who as soon as it was reported that he was the head coach, hey, he's biracial. And and look, I just want to say this. For somebody that's been fighting for my blackness my whole life because I lack melanin, <laughs> both of my parents are black. This is some bullshit. <laughs> you will not put that man in front of me and tell me that that is a black man. Who? Mike McDonald? No. Yeah. No, Mike I mean, McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. They say he black? They say he half black. Right? <laughs> black. Why? Because he said Mike Jones? <laughs> yeah. No, no he, his, his, his mom is biracial. Oh, so he dad? like no his dad. So he's twenty five. He's like twenty five. Yeah, twenty five percent black. Yeah, we're the hell square. Up my would have been a slave. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been a slave, but I, he he's singing that one eight hundred song by Logic. Like that's what he'd be doing in his free time. Like, yeah, I don't trust Logic. This, dog, if I'm out, <laughs> this is Logic. The Dolphins hired Logic. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, look just like, like him, bro. Yeah, they, yeah, you, you're right about that. But what they what they are saying about him is he's going. He, he if they give him the time, he's going to be a great coach. That's what they say. I did say, they that. say he can dial it up Out, outside of all this biracial shit that wasn't called for. Like this seemed like the NFL. Like, yo, why don't y'all just tell him that he black so they can be quiet? Like we stupid. See, we like, hired one. We hired one. <laughs> see, not him. See, <laughs> no, no, you had what? one again. You had one already. Um. <laughs> But to Key's point, apparently he he comes from the Shanahan tree. He was with him in D.C. He was the wide receivers coach. He's cut his chops on the offensive side. They said he's, you know, football one-on-one, going to run the ball. He he's um he really likes tour, too, apparently. Did you see all of that coaches from them, that coaching tree that all have jobs yeah, now? It's like yeah. five or six of them now that's head coaches. <laughs> Who crazy. Shanahan tree or him and Lafleur? Yeah, Shanahan tree yeah. is crazy. San, Shanahan, the floor, that Shanahan McVay. for McVay tree. It's like five or six of them. That's that's coaches now. They said Hackett. Well, Hackett, of course, he was in uh, Green Bay. Um, O'Donnell, the Minnesota coach now, is uh, he was from that coaching tree. They said they got a couple offensive coordinators too. That's that that don't even mm. get mentioned. Mm. Yeah, he got a crazy tree. Um, so Tua was with Sharkeesian in Alabama, who Sharkeesian was under McVay. I mean, not McVay, um, Shanahan. So he should have some comfortability in the system because he's, he's ran it before, if that means anything for the Tua fans and his progression as a quarterback. We, we're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, uh, they do have Jalen Waddle there, right? So – they have uh, somebody with chemistry with Tua. If they can get some innovation in that offense, add some speed, some more speed, you know, we can see what Tua can be and that team can be. I don't, I don't literally see the long term vision with Tua, but you know, maybe they can inflate his value and try to trade him or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, that's always in play. And as far as defense goes, I'm seeing Vic's name being thrown around for him to take over the defense horrible head coach but a good defensive coordinator so who you say oh Vic Fangio Fangio. yeah yeah Vic okay okay listen bro when you say Vic I automatically think Michael I'm like yo Michael coaching (laughs) defense Vic on the first Fangio I don't know him my fault my fault but you know what's crazy though like for 
guys to get coaching jobs. You might coach the opposite side of the ball just to get a job. Like, that's what they make us do. So, <laughs> you never know. You might see Michael Vick as the linebacker's coach somewhere if you wanted to coach. <laughs> just stop the biracial shit. That's all. Like, he just could have been a regular white man and got a job. It's nothing that we haven't seen before. So, he just could have been white. Don't right, play in my face. <laughs> Skull did have those issues at their part too. He's not Oh capping. my god. Like dog. Look <laughs> at PTSD from that shit. You gonna tell me that this dude is black. Are you out your fucking mind? What's the like, sorry, you, sorry, listeners, but seriously. Yo, yo, I had a class with a I, I had a class with a white run. Like he was white, long blonde hair, and they called me white run. I said, yo, this shit gotta stop. <laughs> That's Yeah, no, but it was an elementary school. Like this is a sports thing. But anyway, just real quick, yo, they were literally coming to me like, yo, your parents is white. Like, are you asking or <laughs> yo. you telling me? Yo, I'm telling you, your parents are white. And I'm going home to my parents that are black, like am I white? Like, dog, they really tried to fuck my head up. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you gonna tell me that this dude right here, Mike McDaniel, is black. Please. They shouldn't get no picks for that. That's for they sure. They yeah, dog. I'm I'm watching with a with, with a microscope. They got a pick for that. Wow, y'all gonna have to swab that his was, mouth, man. That was the safest. <laughs> you said they need I've to have DNA. Y'all need to like show them the game. Did Darren with son? You better swab his mouth real quick. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But anyway, con- congrats to Mike and and Lovey. Um, that's all the jobs. Everything is taken up now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. it. That's it. Speaking of coaching trees, I've been seeing this discussion ever since Brian Flores filed his his lawsuit, and it's the criticism that Mike Tomlin has been coaching as long as he does, and he doesn't have a coaching tree. What, what are y'all thoughts on that? I, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's a. I don't, I mean, as far as Tom is concerned, I don't care. Like, I mean, I he I, I know Tomlin to be, you know, a, a decent coach. And most of his coaches are, he don't hire young coaches. So most of his coaches are older, you know. So he it ain't like he it, it is a lot of young, you know, that he they going to want, you know, teams going to want to hire these old coaches. It's just like that. But I mean, he got what? So you're not going to say Bruce Aaron's not from his coaching tree? Or Bruce Aaron because, or because he inherited that's him? Kawa. Yeah. See, that's. I guess. My- like my feelings on it was he inherited a bunch of old qualified yeah. coaches and with the culture in Pittsburgh you literally have to hide like you just promote from within so it's kind of like out of his hands until you get a Terrell Austin yeah I mean like he got mm-hmm. I mean he had people like Dick LeBeau and Keith Butler they wasn't going nowhere like no. they, and they I mean I'm pretty sure Dick LeBeau could have been a head coach somewhere if he wanted to you know, but yeah, I, I, it don't matter. I mean, I know I, I have a, I, I feel a certain way about John Harbaugh not having one though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody want Roro, yo. <laughs> but that even, I mean, that's the other Harbaugh's tree. But I guess it all. Mark Trestman. Stop, all man. our coordinators disappear. All our coordinators Mike disappear Trestman. off the face of the. They, they Thanos disappear. Like Mark Trestman, you got a. Cam Cameron, where did he go? What happened to that boy? Who else? Marty Morningweg. 
The abuse, ha- we, the abuse because we bring in leftovers. We we bring in leftovers. We we, we, we we don't bring it like like Mike McDonald was the first coach we brought in where it, he's young. He you know he has a young mind. All these other coaches are leftovers. We we seeing with somebody else. All right, let's go get him. Like, well, there's no reason why Marty Monterey should have been a Ravens or offensive coordinator ever, <laughs> like ever. Or Mark Trustman. Like, where do these people come from? Trustman was the quarterback coach somewhere. I thought he was a oh, quarterback like Jay coach. Jay Cutler somewhere. or something like Yeah, he was a coach. Yeah, I think he was a head coach in, in Chicago. For, at ah, that's yeah, what it was. Head yeah, coach. Head yeah. coach. They got to stop playing, yo. But I just felt like, like I get it. Like it's a sensitive topic right now. And you look like nobody from the state Rick goes. Heisel? Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's you like did a bunch of leftovers. No, that's the dude that went to UCLA Rick. or something, right? After yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not Rick knew how like a bunch of leftovers. <laughs> a bu- we even had Greg Jim Roman Fossil a, at one point. I, exactly. Like, <laughs> like even Greg Roman is a leftover. Like all our coaches, except for when the defensive side is not leftover. Like they they homegrown, they in house. Most of them defensive coaches are, but on the offensive side, man, there's a bunch of leftovers. Man. Rick Dennison, that stale food and shit. Stale food. <laughs> Rick Dennison. Damn. I forgot we had new. At least y'all offense. That's what I'm saying. I don't, nothing about how I don't care about Tom and Coach Tree because at least y'all offensive coordinators, you know, y'all defensive coordinators are good. Like for the uh, most part, uh, until yeah, this uh, one. But yeah, for the most part, they've been decent. I, I hey, Tom Haley was a head coach before he came over there, right? Who? Tom Haley. Yeah, yeah. He's the on. He's the last Arizona outside man. hire that we had. And then technically with him wasn't even outside because his pops worked on the staff when it was a steel curtain. So he had Pittsburgh ties. But technically, yeah, he came from Kansas City. Yeah, he came from Kansas City when we brought him in. So, I mean, we can start our coaching tree now with Matt Canada. Like anybody can take him off our hands. We can start right now. I just thought that criticism of, of Mike was just unfair because if you know how to – organization is structured we ain't really holding no no real interviews for somebody out like it's those are really just for for formalities like we're not doing that i wish we would but it's kind of unfair especially when you look at somebody like shanahan like hey dog can't that's apples and oranges yeah and that's another thing i look at the way the franchises run they like i said i think one of us said i think keith was the one that said it even Keith or Nick said it on the previous show. We ain't hiring nobody like no damn Kyle Shanahan or nobody old McVay. No, it ain't happening here, boys. It ain't happening. We wish, we hope. We was hoping along. I'm glad we didn't, but we was hoping along uh, with Jason Garrett. We wanted him bad, but I, I mean, I'm glad I ain't. I'm glad yeah, I, I what that. I tell you, Keith, the last offensive genius we had here, we will have here was Brian Billikum. You know how that went. That shit went left. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't hiring. No how are you like an that. offensive genius and your teams were known for? Historical defense and inept offense. <laughs> like, do you remember those Minnesota? I mean, granted, you got Randall Cunningham throwing a Randy Moss and all. I mean, Dante Culpepper throwing a Moss and all of them. But they mean, put up 500 plus points. Like, he was supposed to come in here and revamp. And like Nick said, would be known for defense. We couldn't even put up no points in the soup during that run. I mean, it was had Tony Banks though. I don't think that's really fair to Billy. Yeah, Tony Banks and Travis Taylor. And he wanted Gerbag, didn't he? He loved Gerbag. He loved Gerbag. <laughs> he wanted Gerbag, right? Gerbag threw for 5,000 yards that last season in Kansas City. That's why. I don't know what happened Still to him. Came money. here and was crying on the sideline. There's a, a reason why Brian Villa ain't never had a head coaching job again. There's a reason why. Simple as that. 
What's your strength, uh, too? Because usually ones with chips. But I guess they, nah, man, you won that chip because of Ray Lewis and them. That's what I'm saying. An <laughs> offensive coach will win a championship because it's defense. Doug Peterson, look, uh, he got another job. Is that, you know, like, Brian Bellick mm-hmm. ain't getting, he, he, Brian Bellick had interviews. He just ain't get hired because he was trash. He was terrible. I think the death of him was just hanging <laughs> on to Kyle Bowler too tight just because it was family. And that's the best thing that could ever happen to Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. He Not, seemed so happy. Y'all yeah. see him on, on, on Twitter? No, I ain't even see him, but that's no, the that, best I, thing I, that could I, happen. I, really, I honestly feel like out of the nine teams, that was the best coaching hire of this cycle. Like, it was by far the best coach. I mean, because I think we all agree he was a good coach, period. It's just his time in Philly had run south. Like, he mm-hmm. – his, his Philly was a force to be reckoned with when Doug P was coaching her. Like, so, I think Jacksonville, you talk about in the next – I mean, they, they got the pieces there, Sco. Um Next two to three years, they're they going to be a force to be reckoned with in the South. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, and I, I'm I mean, curious they, to see they that team. They coach. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that. Just in a positive atmosphere. The clips that I've seen of Dougie P, yo, is a – we talk about ice cream all the time. Yeah. Like, like that's the environment. Like, yo, yo, once he, we done here, we're going to go get ice cream. He know how to coach men. Like it ain't gonna yeah. be no talking. <laughs> Urban Meyer said, "Once we done here, we going to the bar and we we fondling." Yeah, yeah. It's just two different things, man. <laughs> and not even y'all. I'm going to the bar and gripping ass. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all practice it, y'all or focus later. on winning. I'm trying to get. Y'all earn something else. No ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I yo, he kicked this longer than yo, you. He kicked this kicker. <laughs> yo, that's Make a fucking kick. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I. No, no. One last. Could you thing imagine him for, going to Miles Jack? That's why he didn't. Yeah, Urban ain't dumb. He knew who to. He knew who to. Who to pull that shit with? He went to kick Darren Hernandez either. Well, oh nah. my god. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, no. Please and no, thank sir. you, sir. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> You ran the wrong route, Aaron. Did I? No. It's cool. I seen you all getting on IG today because of uh, your lineman training with Pelly. That was Giddy? You thought that was Giddy? I mean, I know I know you feel Giddy inside, yeah. No, I do not. <laughs> Yo. Nick, no. We had a brief conversation of no, I do not. You know I had to get thing. in the DMs. <laughs> I yeah, was like, hold what? up. Is that going to do something? <laughs> <laughs> I said, No. It ain't. That was an upside down smiley face that I put. I don't, yo, what is this going to do? Like, what is this going to do? Marquise Pouncey been playing. He been playing center his whole life. Sko said Hakeem trained with Dwight and they ain't do a darn thing. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? It can't be weight. It can't be weight training because clearly, yo, Marquise is skinny as hell. Lifting weights ain't Kendrick's weak spot. So what he going uh you know footwork technique and all of that I don't I just don't know how you going to get that from a Hall of Famer who did it in his sleep Yo it, it got but it got to be some benefit to that though like come on he working with a Hall anybody want anybody want to get better and they 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 get they getting lessons from the best who who did it at the highest level the best in the game a first battle Hall of Famer you can't look know, at that though, as a negative no. yo you cannot look at that as a negative I don't I know, know because I'm I've I seen what promise did you see from him he had way more bad games than good. Yeah. Like he he had Oh, I definitely agree. Two or three bright spots. Other than that, he was on his ass looking at the sky 
rolling up on people. It was bad. Back to my Hakeem reference. Like, yo, Kobe went and got work with Hakeem. Kobe was already Kobe. This was just adding to the bag. We're trying to create a bag with Kendrick. I don't know if you can create a bag. I think you need to have a bag and you improve on that bag. <laughs> like, good point. I, Jason I, I mean, Tatum I, I going see, to work with point. Kobe. We see that. Like, oh, yo, Rook put up 24 a game against the Cavs in, in the conference finals. All right, it's something there. Jalen Brown going with T-Mac. Like, it's something there. Like, if Jared Allen went and worked with Steve Nash, what is that going to do? He ain't going to become a point guard. What are you saying? Because he sucks so much. It, it, it ain't no help Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Like, sometimes you just got move him, move him to guard. Like, that was his natural position. That was his natural position. Oh, like, yeah, they, oh, they definitely can't put, put him back on the center. They can't put him at. They can't put him at center and take my number off. <laughs> That's first and foremost. Take that number off. When you look at the guys who's worn 53 for the Steelers and then you line them up in a lineup and then you get the Kendrick Green, come on, something wrong. Something wrong. <laughs> like... You ain't gotta be a uh, Albert Einstein to know that yo one plus one right there. No, no, that don't equal two. What is this? What is this? So, I I don't know what to expect with them in the gym. I do like his 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 one two though. If that's one positive that I can take away from this, the fact that he know he sucked this year. <laughs> accountability you know you you doing something to fix it i just don't know what we fixing i just don't know what we fixing. that's a hall of fame that's a first ballot hall of fame center right there i don't know what he can teach a guard to play center have you have you heard any whispers about senior bowl score and you know or where y'all might go as far as quarterback direction or too early uh they they saying if kenny's there um of course if malik i hope i'm hoping i'm hoping kenny goes before Malik, but Kenny went six for six, 80, 90 yards and a touchdown. And so, either way, I'm I'm cool with with either one of those. I heard Sam Howe was terrible. Sam Howe was terrible. He was inconsistent the whole the whole week. So, so but it's definitely quarterback with that first pick is what is, is what you. If if saying. my thing is, don't reach, don't reach. So if Kenny and Malik isn't there. I was just going to have to tough that shit out with me. Go ahead and take Sam out. No, no, no. I don't want Mason you. Mason 2.0. Yeah, but he'll make Mason look yeah, like a Yeah, like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, no, nah, we can't reach for another quarterback. See, because we've reached with Mason. You know, Mason was in the Pac-12 throwing the ball all over the place on teams that don't have no defense. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not really trying to reach. So, if it's not there, go lineman, man. It's the, the talent at line this year is crazy it's gonna be some first rounders that probably fall to second just because of you know teams might not need one but it's gonna be some linemen that's ready to go day one yo who that dude you posted nick what's his name penning penning oh yeah trevor penning i've been hearing about yo for about a month now yeah. of course ravens fans they all yeah. Not us, but Ravens fans. They like, no, we go go get a no. If the if the center is there, you go get the center. Like, dog, dog. What school he go, went to? Our go get him. Mm, yeah, go get him. Oh, he yeah, wanted them. Go get oh, him. Yeah. I like that. 
he whatever was clip you gotta protect today, your best asset man. Like, like develop your weapons that you have but you gotta develop like depending on what Bozeman do now Bozeman if you can lock Bozeman up there we can go get the weapon at 14. wait hold on hold on you talking about Lindenbaum no Lindenbaum that's the center that's somebody else okay yeah okay, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Lindenbaum that's the center they both went to Iowa no, I don't uh, think. I don't think Trevor Penning. I think he went to a small school. Yeah, I think Penning was like some other shit. I couldn't. Yeah, I don't even yeah. Know I think he went to like a. Yeah, yeah, but the way that he blocking it don't matter. Yeah. Oh, Northern Hour. I'm sorry. You get somebody Northern emotional okay, okay. wherever they was. What was that senior week? They was doing workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, had he almost had somebody from Ohio State almost uh, want to yeah. fight him. After yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, him emotional. I like that. Put him into the um, ground. That's what you and need. They, and the announcer said, pending um, at an earlier drill, he uh, blocked somebody into a goalpost. <laughs> yeah. When I hear shit like that, I'm like, oh, he's going to defend my quarterback. <laughs> he's going to protect my quarterback. I'm with that. I hear play like a raven when I hear that. That's what I like. Play like a classic raven, not these new ravens, the classics. I mean, it'd just be a small move. If you get some, you know, I mean, the rookie center don't always work out, but I mean, you got to get Clear. the center, get, you know, don't sign. Use use the money that you was gonna sign the Bozeman and, and put it elsewhere. I think it's a real shot to get a uh, honey badger, or y'all just having fun with Photoshop. I think it depends on what he, what he if he wants to come I here. Think it's a real I, shot. I mean, I think he, I think we, I think the Ravens are glad he welcomed him at the right price, but it depends on if he wants to come here. He he's the one that's flirting with us. Like he's talking about he likes crab cakes and he's. All up in, you know, our players' uh, mentions yeah, or whatnot. I you people in our locker room. Yeah. He, he's flirting with us, but, you know, we got to see what the money looking like. He's a 30-year-old safety. You know, the Ravens love, you know, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get value, right? So trying to see if the number's right. Because I don't know at this point, is he cheaper than Deshaun? Would he become cheaper than Deshaun? Being that Deshaun's I'm younger he, he and got more upside. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, if it's a shorter deal and less money, the Ravens might go for it. Yeah. Yeah, but Honey Badger wasn't – I mean, he was injured this year too, but it wasn't like he was a – I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the side of I want give – me, give me Joker back. That's that's the side I'm on. Like I said when we first – If Joker comes back, this. Chuck Clark, the tandem can't come back though. I need a different tandem. That's a that's a below average tandem. Yeah, so Chuck, if I think Joker Chuck come Clark back, was, give me a better yeah, – give me a better Chuck Clark. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, hit that button, Keith. Hey, Sco, I wanted to ask y'all, did y'all hear what uh, Richard Sherman said? Oh, about uh, Russell Wilson. Did you hear what Ryan Clark said? I did not. Basically the same Ooh. thing. What Richard, what, no, I didn't hear what Richard Sherman said. What, what Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman said, said I can play it right here. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Pete Carroll and the championship play. team, as it always has been, is run the ball, limit the, limit the turnovers, Play solid defense with their formula. And people were like, let Russell, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. You did not win a Super Bowl letting Russ cook. You have not, you have not, you have not been anywhere close to a Super Bowl letting Russ cook. You have not, you will not be close to a Super Bowl if you let him throw it 30, 40 times a game. See, I like that, man. I like putting your name on stuff, man. Like, I don't like all this, oh, reports, sources, Ad, Adam Shefty, whatever. I like that. Like, and yeah. like I said, he's he's there. He was in the locker room. He's, he's won a championship. There. He, he knows. knows. Yeah, and Ryan, Ryan Clark basically said, like, we got to stop this just plugging Russell Wilson in and thinking you're going to be a Super Bowl contender because you're not. I, like, I, I sent it to you, Keith. I don't know if you can pull it up, but I sent it to you. 
Fishing R. He he got in his he got in him. Who R C? Yeah. 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 I mean, if you send if you send it to me now, I can probably play it on. Yeah, I send it. Yeah, but yeah yo. Uh, I'm about to. Look where's where's all this coming from? It, like, what, why was Russell Wilson the topic for today? Is, is it just his time in the news cycle? Could be. Yeah. Did something Could, happen? I was. I saw RC first. Football player Russell Wilson. Okay. Go ahead, please. Russell Wilson is a very good football player. Russell Wilson is a really good quarterback. Russell Wilson's not a great quarterback. Russell Wilson is not an all-time great quarterback. He's never going to be in those conversations. And so we have to stop putting him in those in, in that world, in that world that any team that has Russell Wilson can win a Super Bowl. This is kind of like Big Ben's trajectory, but I think Big Ben was the better football player where Big Ben wins too when the defense is great and when they have a run game and, and when you, li- talk, you limit talk, turnovers talk. and then when he gets the killer bees, this offense is high flying. He's one of the best players in the football game and you don't win a championship. And so Richard Sherman talk. is kind of just pointing to philosophy, not necessarily <laughs> what Russell Wilson is as a quarterback. He's pointing to the way that they've won. But we have to stop including Russell Wilson in these talks that if Russell Wilson goes here, does this team win a Super Bowl? If Russell Wilson goes here, does this team win a Super Bowl? This isn't basketball. And frankly, Russell Wilson actually isn't that great. He isn't that much of a factor that changes who football teams are. And so now we're thinking to ourselves, is he an upgrade over the quarterback we have? And can he make us a better team? And that's not every team in the NFL. Ooh. Disrespectful. What's, your, what's y'all thoughts on that, man? Cause, I mean, you know, I was going to say, how many times have we said, like, for the first quarter of the season, Russ is like an MVP, and then it's what mm-hmm. happened to Russ? I mean, yeah. you saw it. You saw it in the Super Bowl. You on the one-yard line, they let him throw. Throw a pick. Run the ball. Sherman's not lying. I don't have no problem with what he said. He was in that locker room. Um, and I, I just think it's some I think it's some fact to it. I don't think Russell yeah. Wilson makes you a Super Bowl winning team. Team off the rip, not alone. I mean, I, I think the conversation if if they did run that ball and the Seahawks win that Super Bowl, I think the conversation is a little bit different. It's than the S two. Yeah, it's two. So it's it's, it's a little bit different. I, I get, so and it's not his fault. I don't know if he changed the play the line. I don't know what the play call was. If he changed, if he checked that, check it out. So that that personally, I, I I disagree with that part of it. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think. I mean, and this you know because I don't see Russell Wilson play a whole lot. So I mean, I see him when he played the Ravens. I don't think he has been the same since. The Ravens went there and beat him. He has not played as well since that game. He just hasn't. He let Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters up, and he hasn't been the same since then. Man, that Buster Brown, I, I just that think Buster the Janet like Jackson picture was kind of, kind of death below too. He ain't been the same since Halloween last year. <laughs> but that's just my. When you Missy Elliott one year. Yo, they've been wilding. Matter of <laughs> fact, he ain't been the same since they got together. If I could be honest with you. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see Sierra ride? I'll be wilding too. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> ride it, yeah, baby. And he was his a, burns ain't right. I mean, and that might be a he point. Was saving himself. Joe, he was saving Joe, himself. Joe Flacco. Once he started having kids, it was a wrap. <laughs> hey man, I, I hear. I feel. I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but, but to but their point, is it, is it a little unfair? Is it a little unfair, run, yo? He had to get that money. <sighs> I, it, it's it's partly unfair because he's never had a good offensive line. And then once the Legion of Boom left, the defense been terrible. So like, basically, what, you t- what quarterback can win by themselves? That's that's what? the that's the question I got. 
Yeah, it's so you you basically telling Russ, I got you Tyler Lockett and DK going a Super Bowl in a division that got Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa and Jalen Ramsey and Fred Warner. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, fair. hold on. Let's bring it back. Tom Brady, he won a Super Bowl by himself. Any of those Super Bowls, was it by himself? Because I remember all time great defenses. I remember Bill Belichick. I remember, you know, so many referees. different factors into referees, <laughs> deflated footballs. Like, stop playing. Peyton Manning, right? Like, it took him a while to win with the Colts. It took him a long time. A it was long time. it was so many times, so many years he was throwing for all those yards and touchdowns and would lose in the first and, in the divisional game. And he only got one in Indy. Yeah. <laughs> like all that and he then did in Indy, with, he has won. When with Denver, he got carried. Yeah. He had he had a noodle arm. So what quarterback can win by themselves? That's that's the only thing I want to know. I, I don't think I don't think what Ryan Clark was saying was fair. And like he's saying like if you put Russell on a different team, you have to ask, is Russ better than what we already have? No, stop playing, yo. Stop. There's only a handful of quarterbacks oh, that, yeah. that you can well, say, you know what, that's probably not an upgrade. Nah, because if you put him on the Steelers right now, I'm doing backflips and I can't it's do a, a backflip. It's a different team. Yeah. Because it puts you a over the hurdle, Scott. And we're scared. I'm, I'm going to be doing cartwheels. I'm going to be looking like A.B. once he got released from the Raiders. I'm, what? I'm Freemason, Freemason. You're going to be doing the Tyreek Hill dance this year. You ain't lying. What? But, I mean, we've seen his play decline. So that would speak to him not being all-time great, sure. But you put him on a team that's ready to go, they can be a Super Bowl contender. Like Absolutely. Like, like you imagine him on a 49. 49 is Super Bowl right now. They got what? what? And I don't think his play did decline. I don't think his players decline. Well, no, I'm just saying towards the end of the season, he tends to wane off. But you I mean, put he's, him on a better team, it might not came look that, that way. Because he might be pressing. Early. Remember we Well, what, what did like, I say, oh, Nick? He should have he never came back. I he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. His oh no! Not, not his this year. Not, I mean, his play might have not declined. Like I don't. I, I got to watch him on play, but he definitely. I mean, as no, anybody get older, he lost a step. He definitely lost a couple steps though. But that's anybody that get older. Yeah, he's thirty. He's thirty. But I'm not judging this year because he had that hand injury. I'm just talking about previous years. How he'll start off from yeah, week man, one to week seven, he MVP, and then you know. But hey, I still take him. I still take him in a heartbeat. The teams. The teams decline in a heartbeat but i mean you got to look at the seattle seahawks and they're playing after the legion of boom what was it jamal adams no no he's not cam chancellor so a fake version of cam chancellor he's nowhere near cam chancellor they didn't replace earl thomas and richard sherman like fam, you got three hall you got three potential hall of famers right there that you <laughs> but that's but that it's not his play that it's the team the oh but no no i'm standing true five, you can five and two I'm, six and one you get what i'm saying the teams will start off hot uh i'm i'm gonna I'm a stand you know pat and towards the later he starts pressing more Starts turning the ball over more. But, yeah, that's not a perfect situation in Seattle either. And maybe that's why he's pressing to make plays. 
instead of taking what's given, you know. But we're not going to act like Seattle was Super Bowl contenders without Russ because they weren't. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where any of that came from. It was like somebody put the button, like, yo, let's talk about Russell Wilson today. That was weird. It was like, it was really weird. I ain't going to say, and hold you. That was weird. Who are the, who are the teams in, in the running form if he were to get traded? Like, like did they were, did they mention any potential landing spots? I haven't seen any updates. I just, a couple months ago when he said, like, the Saints, the Giants, and was it Denver? So with those teams, do you have to ask, does he make the team better? Like, Ryan Clark, please. Yeah, he definitely makes Denver better. I saw what with uh Giants Giants are trying to move off of Saquon. So I, I saw. And Bradbury. I th- and was it Bra- Bradbury? Yeah. yeah, James Bradbury. <laughs> don't let him get in the Ravens to take him. <laughs> Shit. Don't let him go to a good situation. <laughs> but Shit. yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a little unfair. But why you but why you coming in saying you getting in getting rid of Saquon Barkley but not Daniel Jones? Like that's, that's I don't understand these people in power, man. You know what they did for Daniel Jones? They Yeah, they came for him. Not even they're trying to they're trying to make this into a sandcastle and it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So you bring in Dayball, who coached Allen. They are bringing in Patrick Mahomes quarterback coach. And it's like all these people that's been around talent that's way greater than him, and you think it's just gonna rub off? It's it don't. They trying to hold that. his hand. They trying to hold yeah. his hand. How many? <laughs> he got six. He got six, seven, eight, nine lives. Like most quarterbacks don't get these this much love, this much support, this much opportunity to grow and learn through mistakes. You know, had this been Lamar year, four, what year is he in? Year three? He's going into year three or year four? Daniel Jones. Is he? Has he been the league longer than Lamar? He's going in the he's going in the year uh, four, right? He's at the Lamar. Yeah, for the year he he got drafted the year after Lamar, right? Yeah. Okay, he's going yeah. into year four. So what 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 quarterback can have three years of ass and be given more resources and more support? You know what I mean? After three years of ass, usually they're looking for a different quarterback. Yeah, in in most cases, and I just want to know with all of that good coaching around him, if it doesn't materialize into at least a productive year, then what? Then what? So we'll see. But moving off of Saquon, <sighs> wasted draft pick. Drafted him in number, not going to call him a bust, but, you know, he got injuries. Well, who's to say he can't come back healthy? He's still young. Who we talking about? Saquon. Oh, Saquon. Uh, when he's, I mean, the the only thing I don't like about Saquon is he's a home run hitter. So he'll have 12 carries, you know, 12 carries, 10 yards, and then he'll break off that 85-yarder where he breaks oh, yeah. six, six tackles, and his stat line looks great. That's the only thing I didn't like about his game, but he's a baller. Like, Saquon, you know, I wouldn't say a bust. He's a baller. He's just, you know, he's yeah. unlucky, man. Yeah, he'll land on his feet. Go ahead, that button key. Damn, homie. In high school, you was the man, homie. The fuck happened to you? Go ahead, keys. Get it out the way. Yeah, Greg Romy already. What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? Continuing with Black History Month, I'm going to go with Earl 
Lloyd, first black man to play in an NBA game. What happened to that boy? What happened? 1950 was when that happened. 1950. That's not even that long ago. 1950. That's tough. Nick, who you got? Uh, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. Mm. What happened uh, to that boy? I think he uh heavy heavyweight boxing champion held his champion title for 12 years um you know he was one of the most popular you know and probably the first black champion and uh he uh his efforts helped uh desegregate the sport and also desegregate other sports as far as you know how whites looked at their policies and attitudes towards segregation in sports um he was a one of those uh humble champions but uh he was also you know in uh pearl harbor i believe so he's patriot as well so definitely open open the door for a lot of black athletes to follow him keep who you got yeah i did my homework this week so but um i'm gonna go with uh what happened to miles austin sorry yes what happened to that boy what happened to that boy <laughs> Kardashians? Yo, they be ruining oh, them snap. brothers, yo. They be ruining them. Succubus. They steal all their powers and get them out of here. Get out. What happened to James Harden, man? What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? <laughs> I guess we'll talk about I guess we'll talk about it soon. Nah, hey, we here. Steve Nash said we not trading him. I don't like people that lie to me. Yeah, he's he's definitely lying. <laughs> no, I don't like people that lie to me. So I was I was reading an uh, one of the updates uh, on the athletic, and they basically was saying that uh, Harden's frustration uh, isn't really with Irvin and his part time status. I mean, obviously he doesn't love it, right? But he's cool with. Irvin and the fact that you know when he does play he plays hard but he he said that he came to, to Brooklyn expecting to be a part of a three-headed monster and he's for the most part has had to play a similar role to what was required of him in Houston and my uh retort to that was inward when Kyrie got his ankle stepped on by Giannis first of all you came to the Nets out of shape because you were trying to get traded from the Rockets, so you were fat and out of shape, and you got a hamstring injury that lingered the entire season. All KD needed was a little sliver of help, and you couldn't provide a sliver of help. You actually were a liability on the floor, and you come into this season, you have the nerve, the audacity, the gall to sit there and say, I got to do too much. I got I got too much heavy lifting to do because KD got hurt, and, you know, I, I, Irvin's going through his situation. Like, yo... I don't want, you know, I, I don't care, but I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm KD and Kyrie fan. I don't want, I, get him out of there. Get him out of there. Give him the keys. Let keys deal with the strip clubs and <laughs> let keys deal with the, the overweightness and, you know, the braids at 36 years old, however he old he is. Man, get out, get him out of here. No, nah, we good. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I spoke good. to the Nets, I, I spoke to a representative in the Nets and they said they want Maxie too. Yeah, so no, it's not happening. <laughs> that, Philly that, came that, out and said, "No, nah, he's not in any anything." Maury he messed up when he 
Maury messed up by not by asking for 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 Fox and Hollerberg. Like you can't get both of them. Hell no. You you they not gonna let up both of that young guns. Like that's no. just that you now you just think you just you can do anything you want to do. That's where he made that mistake at. <laughs> so Ben Simmons will be a, will be a Philadelphia Texas going to the summer. Now if they can move in the summer, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got and a lot that more options come off season too. I mean, if you yeah. just hold back, so. Mm-hmm. Trade that did go what? down. Karis LeVert on his way to Cleveland. Ricky Rubio on some picks. Where's Cleveland at in the standings, Scott? Do you know? Four. Fourth. Four. If I'm not mistaken. I like when young teams are aggressive. Yes. Hey, man, that's a great piece that they added, man. They got a squad. They got a squad. They, they, I'm not going to say they can go on a Hawks run. I'm not going to be president of the moment. I know they're going to play some good basketball late in the season, though. Listen, Sco, uh, think about it. I mean, Karis LeVert, adding that type of wing to your, to your rotation, and all you, all you gave up was an injured Ricky Rubio and a pick or a couple picks? You got younger, right? And you got better at the same time. That's a win-win. Mm-hmm. And I think he's from Ohio or something like that. Like, this is a homecoming. He is. Can't ask for yep. more. Yeah, they got a good squad, man. That front court, young front court, talent in the back court. I don't know what their bench situation is outside of Kevin Love and, and Jay. I don't know what he be doing some nights, but... <laughs> They be, they got a good, they got a good squad, man. So I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. Post LeBron, they finally can move on from from that. Le, don't go back, LeBron. Don't do that. Leave, leave him alone. Let him cook. Let JB and them we cook. We gotta talk about you. that, Sco. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta talk about that too. The the story about uh when Bronny's eligible, Bron Bron could leave the Lakers to play with Bronny. Which, you know, I'm not mad at, but, you know, it's as news a father, Yeah, as a father, I'm not mad at that. Like, I get it. But, I mean, if I'm a Laker fan and all the assets that they gave up to build this, eh, I'd be a little pissed. <laughs> I'd be a Listen, little pissed, to say the least. Do you think teams would tank for LeBron? Because I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm going to, please, please, nobody kill me. You know, I, I'm talking about LeBron's son, but I don't think he's the greatest <laughs> NBA prospect. I don't no, think he's speak, the greatest NBA prospect. Speak, speak your truth, because I, I, when I saw that, I said, "Okay, that's never going to happen." So it don't matter. <laughs> okay. Now I think they'll they 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 gonna want LeBron more than Bronny. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna take for yeah. LeBron. <laughs> yeah, like and what LeBron would be what 40, 41 but you know how these uh what the NBA call them governors think I could put butts in the seats. Yeah, I want LeBron. Could you imagine that's jerseys? Could you imagine? Could you imagine OKC like? You get what I mean? Like, all we got to do is drive Bronny and Bron going to come? Yeah. Shit. And, and, and we can keep, and, and we can keep Giddy. Like, like, can we keep Giddy? Like, I don't want to have to give up Giddy. But, yeah, nah. It ain't. Bron, Bronny McCall. doing the right thing. Bronny is trademarking his name. He trademarking things. Maybe he knows. He might have a love of basketball, but he just didn't get everything that his daddy got. And in most cases, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So just do something else. So, Bron- so Big Bron ain't got to do that. 
Play Call he of Duty to pay for it. He gonna get his shot. But you know, it's up to him to see what he do with it though. You know what I mean? But I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say he can't. You know what I mean? I ain't never gonna say that. But it just you know yeah. I see other I, I, I see uh uh DJ Wagner, you know what I mean? I saw that. <laughs> that's a that's the number one prospect. Yeah. And he dropped him like he was one. I heard uh, CJ McCollum. Uh, he could go to a couple, couple interesting teams. He uh, need to get that's some, he need, he definitely need to be on the move. He he definitely need to be, like mm-hmm. if we can, if we can trade if we can give a, a depending on what they want for him. Man, I'm this package some aspiring contract like package a Danny Green contract and a pick and get go get CJ McCollum. That's all you have to do. The Portland tanking Man, we, like they are definitely we, tanking. We gotta get yeah we gotta get him and you tripping though. Hey bro, come on now, dog. Come on, man. Like, brother, it's, it's, you going too far, dog. You tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. I'm, I'm not mad at the tanking, but you need to be getting some better assets if you're going to tank. You tanking, and then you're going to hey, be on the ass. You're going to be on the ass end of it on the outside, still trying to build a, a, a roster. And, Dame, this is what you want to stay for? They showing you now. I don't get it. I don't get nothing in Portland. I don't understand. That's a, yeah, they, that's a uh, weird organization. Yeah, they, they done. I mean, they had Chauncey Billups. I don't think he was a good fit. I don't even know what's going on. I'm glad he got a job. Um, But, yeah, they got to they break that whole thing up. They got they done. They are done, done. I saw that the, the Knicks and the Pelicans are looking to get C.J. McCollum. Pelicans have been playing decent ball. Knicks, they gotta, they gotta make send, some upgrades to their roster. Yeah, send Julius to uh, Portland. Tell him to leave the computers alone. <laughs> like Darmo, you smart. You should be able to do something where you can go get CJ McCollum. He gotta be available. You gotta be able to do something. Like where, where's Claxton at? Like trade him in the pick or something. <laughs> y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all, a couple moves. Y'all, y'all, one move away from really. Going, trying to take the East, because Joel Embiid is playing at a level where you gotta see him. You gotta see him, especially when the game slows down. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta deal with him. Yeah, uh, he's definitely the front runner MVP right But we said that, like, I said that last year. And then he got injured, so I'm not saying. I just want them to keep playing well. Like, I don't want them to keep getting, you know, after they after Embiid missed the game. We talked about it on the show, and they and they went out and beat, um, or they beat Memphis. And then every mm-hmm. every every Philadelphia sports fan and analyst was talking about how much a big win it was. Like they won a goddamn Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, then they come back and lose to the Wizards. Like that's what I said. That game is a rugby season game. It's a big <laughs> win, but it's act like it. Don't keep on tweeting about the damn lad, the plays that like this. It's a regular game. You it's a big game. You won without Embiid. They showing videos of Embiid running through the tunnel and shit. Like I knew they was gonna lose the next game. I, it was you just knew they was going to. Like you can't get that you can't get that big of a regular season win. I don't care what who who you playing or who you playing without. No, that's facts. LeBron's return. Any other news, Scott? I just talk about LeBron's return real quick. I don't think it's nothing major in the NBA right now. But um, Bro, I just look at Russ. He hit a. And uh, I just. I'll go with. No, my bad, you know we don't see each other, so that's that's all that that is. My no, 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 yeah, yeah, it's all good, it's all good. 
No, I was just saying, just looking at Russ and a man that, that has no confidence and is lying about having confidence. Did Did you see the corner three that he hesitated on? And they, the fans told him don't? Um. Yeah, the fans was like, no, no, no. And he hesitated. He still shot it. Don't get me wrong. He He still still shot it. it. But he hesitated. But it's getting bad. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And Vogel has been benching him. He benched him in overtime, benched him down the stretch in the fourth. At this point, you got to do what you got to do, though. Either a liability or an asset. That's what life comes down to. That's true. Man, they they saying, I mean, the switch gets over. They saying Eric B might not even come back to Kansas City because his contract is spiraling. So where he gonna go? You say he gonna go be OC somewhere else, probably. We'll see. I, I don't think that's Baltimore? true. Five G, bro. No, 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 no. When, no, when, no. when, when hold stuff on, like this, on. John Harbaugh said, as of now, the door is open. Yep. If something like this happened, the coach hey. and waiting. The co- he could be the coach and waiting here. Oh, that's Hell why John man. wouldn't hire him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for John, real. John, John ain't done. <laughs> you lose. You but lose you ain't two games. Dog. You lose two more games, that'll be eight in a row. You lose the first two games, that's like eight in a row. Yeah, nah. No, no, no. Come to Pittsburgh, man. Come to Pittsburgh. Black head coach. I would love that. Black OC. Bro. Black DC. Cool. Y'all don't got a quarterback to coach. We'll find one. We'll find one. Yeah, y'all got Mason. He's the, he's the answer. Like He's the guy. Yeah. Yo, it's gonna be hella number threes, hella number threes. He's gonna in the, he's in the standards next year. His entire offseason knowing he's the starter. You know what that's gonna do to his confidence, go. You know what's gonna do to mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know what's gonna do to mine. Hell no. No, I'm good. As a matter of fact, we gonna go to the last commercial break because I'm not gonna do this back and forth banter with y'all about Mason. This is ridiculous. This ad is brought to you by Lavelle Body. Lavelle Body is an all-natural, handmade skin and hair care line for men, women, and children. So if your skin is dry, your hair is damaged, or your beard is having problems connecting, shop Lavelle Body today at LavelleBody.com or DM Lavelle Body LLC on Instagram. Again, that's LavelleBody.com or DM Lavelle Body LLC. Good show, fellas. Good show. Friday. That guest was Yo. dope. Yes. Yeah, man. Very, definitely. Very. Shout out to Don. Shout out to Don. Real informative. Y'all know what Friday is. Big game. Super Bowl pick. Super Bowl picks. Analysis. All of that good stuff. Until then, everybody stay safe and be blessed. We out. No, no, no.